Welcome to Assassination on this Tuesday, <clears throat> excuse me, December 14th, 2021. 11 days until Christmas. Yay. <laughs> Yippee. Christmas is my favorite. Especially, you know, my nephew like gets it now. He's five. My niece, eh, she kind of gets it. She wants presents. Um, all she told me was she wants frozen presents and Mickey Mouse presents. That's all she needs. She has everything else. <laughs> so finally we got to like what she wanted because she was just like, I just want presents. And I'm like, um, hi, what kind of presents? Just presents. <laughs> I mean, I could probably give her empty boxes and she probably would be happy with that. Um, anyhow, so yes, 11 days till Christmas. So I got a couple things to go over. So let's begin now, right? Okay, so let's do the NFL playoff picture first because it's really interesting. Yes, I have notes. Okay, <clears throat> so we have a three-way tie in both divisions after week 11, I mean week 11, week 14 since 1970. Three-way tie, the first time since after week 14 since 1970. So now... Um, the National Football League. You got Green Bay, the Bucks, and the Cards. The Cards moved down to the third spot because they lost last night. So Green Bay is in first, technically. Um, then the Bucks, then the Cards. They're all um, ten and three. Then you have now the Rams and the Cowboys, both nine and four. You have the 49ers are seven and six, which whoever thought that right. And then you have five teams, which I'm not going to announce, but five teams who are six and seven. So there's a lot of potential there for playoffs. Um, and we'll see what happens at the end, right? And then in the AFC, the AFC, the American Football League, right? You have the Pats, Titans, and Chiefs. Now, I don't know what order it is. I just put that on my notebook. Um, they're all three of them are nine and four. Okay. Um, you have the Chargers, eight and five. You have five teams who are seven and six. You have two teams who are six and seven. And then there are the Steelers at six and six. So that's the playoff picture right now. So we'll see what happens in the home stretch because here we go. Week 15, week 16, week 17. These last three games are going to be awesome. And this Saturday, the NFL Network has two games on. So if you don't have the NFL Network, you're not going to watch these games. Um, I, I'm looking forward to watching the Patriots versus the Colts. I think that's the 8-15 game. I don't remember who has the first game, but let me look. It's week 15. Let me see. I remember that because that was the game I was looking forward to seeing. Um, <laughs> let me see. Hold on. Oh, Raiders, okay. So it's the Raiders versus Browns, 4.30. And then the Patriots versus the Colts at 8.30 or 8.20. Both games, NFL Network. The Chiefs versus the Chargers is the Thursday night game this week. And then you have Titans versus Steelers, Panthers versus Bills, Washington versus Eagles, Texans versus Jaguars, Cowboys versus Giants, Cardinals versus Lions, Jets versus Dolphins, Bengals versus Broncos, Falcons versus 49ers, Seahawks versus Rams, the Packers versus Ravens, oh my God, Saints versus Bucks, Vikings versus Bears is the Monday night game. And then we go into week 16. 
which is Christmas. And believe it or not, there are two freaking Christmas games. So the Browns versus the Packers on Christmas Day at 4.30, and the Colts and the Cardinals um, on Christmas night at 8.15. Um, that's going to be interesting. So anyhow, anywho, that's the schedule. Can't look that far ahead, but I, I can't believe they're actually going to have teams play on Saturday, which is Christmas Day. But anyhow, anywho, that's the flipping schedule. Um, which looks interesting. All right. So we'll get all the NFL stuff out of the way, and then I'll talk about some other stuff at the end. Um, some social media stuff, and then obviously I have to talk about Sex and the City reboot. So I will mention that at the end because there are some interesting things there. Anyway, anywho, so the Jets and the Panther fans are like one in the same. They're they're both uneducated, and they come off as stupid as I've ever seen. Like. Thank you for noting. Thank you for letting me understand that there are dumbass people in the world, because that's what you have definitely made me learn. You are dumb. I don't know how dumb. I didn't know that there could be people like this. But then I'm thinking to myself, the only reason why some of these guys watch football is because they play football fantasy. They don't understand football. They don't want to understand things. They don't want to be educated in how the game works. They just care about football fantasy. And they look fucking stupid. So I'm going to say this again. Maybe it eventually sinks into some of your brains. But I'll just repeat myself. This is football 101. No matter how much talent a quarterback has, you can't expect him to be successful when the offensive line is inconsistent, ineffective, and non-existent. I mean, literally, it has to be effective, okay? It has to be efficient, and it has to be consistent. And it has to be there, literally. If they can't, if you don't have a team that has that, you can't expect a quarterback to execute plays back there. They need more time than 1.5 seconds to to do that, two seconds, two and a half seconds, three seconds. They they need more than three seconds. An average, it takes a quarterback 4.5 seconds to execute a playback. For, for different schemes and routes, it takes a quarterback longer to do that. I mean, how many fucking times do I have to mention this shit? Because now all of a sudden Cam Newton looks, oh, He's not the same Cam Newton. No kidding. That's why the Patriots released him. The Patriots would not be nine and four if they still had Cam Newton. Those are facts. Buffalo would still be in first place with their record of eight and whatever they are. What's their record again? <laughs> eight and five, I believe. But anyway, you can't expect a team to be successful when the offensive line sucks. Now, on the Jets' side, same thing. 
and both teams have that in common, and both teams have this in common. The coaching fucking sucks. You can't develop a player. If you don't know how to coach and develop a player, you can't expect success out of a rookie quarterback or any kind of quarterback or any wide receiver or any player, period. Matt Rule does not know how to develop players. Joe Brady got fired. He had no clue what he was doing. The coaching staff here for the Panthers have no clue what they're doing. The Jets coaching staff has no idea what they're doing either. None. Who is developing Zach Wilson? Who? Who? Like I said before, and I'll say it again, the biggest mistake the Jets made was putting together a rookie head coach who's learning how to be a head coach with a rookie quarterback who's learning how to be a quarterback in the NFL. You don't do that. And a defensive mind head coach who has no clue how to develop his rookie quarterback. Mike LaFleur has no idea what he's doing as an offensive coordinator either. Or Matt LaFleur, whoever. The LaFleur. The Floor family. I don't even know. I'll say this with Green Bay. The reason Green Bay is in first place is because Aaron Rodgers knows what the hell he's doing. He's an experienced quarterback. He doesn't really need his coaching staff. Same as Tom Brady. They don't need the coaching staff. They know what they're doing. They're experienced. When you have an experienced quarterback that's going to the Hall of Fame, it's a lot easier to coach. But you really think that Solly knows what he's doing? He has no clue what he's doing over there. And the defense don't look that good either. But yet his brother had to um, tweet things about Rex Ryan, that Rex Ryan should go back to doing blah, 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 you know, and being like, you know, sarcastic on on Twitter. Um, Your brother has no fucking clue what he's doing. Rex Ryan got the Jets to two back-to-back AFC championship games. Now, they had a team, too, by the way. It does help a coach when coach actually has players that know what they're doing. The Jets have no veteran leaders on this team. None. And then the Panthers have players that you all thought were elite who are mediocre. Like Robbie Anderson. He's a mediocre wide receiver. He ain't a one. He ain't a two. He's a good, if anything, he's a decent three. DJ Mark can be a one. I can see that with him. But at the same time, he can't be dropping passes either. They have no tight end. No tight end. You need to have a decent tight end to help with the offense. And then let's look at the Jets. Did the Jets have a tight end? No, they don't have a tight end either. They have no tight end. Corey Davis is not a one. Jet fans want to re-sign Braxton Berrios. He's not a wide receiver. You're going to spend money on him for what? Now, granted, he's a great special teams guy. 
but you need to spend money on positions that you need. They have no, they have no edge. Okay. They have, their defense is depleting. They have no real leaders on that team on both sides of the ball. And don't keep telling me Elijah Moore is elite. He drops passes. Luckily, he wasn't playing this week. He probably dropped passes too on that in, during that game too. And if you're going to have a running back like Carter, who's got potential, then you need to do ground and pound. But no, I don't know anything. I love when I hear that. Yeah, I don't know anything. See, when I bring out, when I tell you the truth, and to some, it triggers you guys into knowing that I know more than you. And I know I've gotten all the hate on Instagram and all the hate on, on Twitter, and I'm okay with it. Thank, thank you for the hate. Thank you for proving me right. Thank you. That's all. Thank you. I love you all. I love my haters because they, trust me, they're the fuel to my fire. And if I don't, I'll say this to people. People go, oh my God, I don't want to have haters. No, you need haters. Haters mean you're doing something right because people hate on you for doing that. FYI. Always remember that. You got potential if you have haters. Um, anyway. And then, of course, having another argument with Panther fans on Instagram about Sam Darnold. Because I kind of pointed out um, you know, Cam Newton is one in three since he came back and he's been benched twice. When Darnold got here, right, with the Panthers, he started the year off three and out and not a peep out of you, not a peep at crickets out of you. The minute things start going downhill is the minute, is the minute that fans start peeping, which shows just how unloyal those fans are. And then people were loyal to Cam for what? For what? Why were you why were we loyal to Cam? He's not the same player. And literally, if this and anything, this proves that he should not be playing next year. It's just amazing to me. See, Sam Donald has awesome potential. Awesome potential. And if you're afraid to see that as a Panthers fan, then you're truly just a hater. That's all you are. Because the same shit is happening to Cam that happened to Sam. The offensive line is not efficient, effective, or consistent. Why do you think Cam runs a lot? Because he knows. Yes, he made some, he made some great throws. He, you know, he threw some touchdowns. Yes, okay, great. But even he knows. He's more experienced than Sam, by the way. He's been in the league a lot longer. But yet, even though he's experienced, you could take Tom Brady right now and put him in that, behind that offensive line, and he gets sacked. And he would throw interceptions. And he would suck. You can take Joe Montana for out of retirement, for God's sakes, and put him back there or put him back there behind the Jets' offensive line. And he would look panicked and rushed and overwhelmed. And I was surprised that I actually saw Zach run. Zach, 
That's what you need to do. If there are no receivers open, don't just throw the football trying to make shit happen. Use your feet and run. You can. You have that talent to run. I think he ran for 35 yards. He could have run for 18 more probably, but he slid. He got a little too afraid of getting hit. And he slid. But then again, I can't blame him because he's got nobody coaching him. And then why the hell is his personal coach on the staff if he's not coaching him? What is he there for? For a good look for the organization? Why is he there? So let's go into social media. Steve McClendon posted something on his Instagram story that makes me really, it makes me sad. When he posted, don't trust nobody. First of all, why the fuck are you telling everybody not to trust people? Just because you have trust issues doesn't give you the authority or the right to tell everybody else not to trust people. See, that's usually where it comes from, is that he trusted the wrong people. And he got heartbroken or he got used or something happened along the line. And now he doesn't want to trust a soul. So does this mean that he doesn't trust God? He doesn't trust God anymore? Because, you know, sometimes God is disguised as people here on earth. You know, and God speaks through people. So if you're telling people not to trust anybody, then that means that you don't trust God either. You know, for, for a man that preaches about God all the time. And that means, does that mean that he doesn't trust his wife or his kids or his teammates? If you're telling people, you're saying, don't trust nobody. That's a red flag. When, when you're telling people not to trust anybody, that's a red flag. Because, you know, I'm going to say this. I don't want to live with a bitter heart, a closed heart. I want to live with an open one. Now, yeah, I might get hurt. But that risk is worth it because love is worth it. And with love comes trust. Love and trust are like a circle and loyalty. Love, trust, and loyalty are in a circle. It's a circle. They all blend together. So that means if you don't trust, you don't love. If you don't love, you're not loyal. But yet you preach about it. Remember that. He preaches about it all the time. So, you know, just something to think about because I see it all the time. This is all he talks about. Um, you know. Anyway. I just, I found that very sad. Telling people not to trust people. Um, Sex in the City reboot. So, anyhow, I, have to, I haven't watched it yet. I have HBO Max. I just haven't had time yet to stream it. But, um... I'm gonna just I'm just gonna say this. For all the trolls on social media barking that the actresses look old and um 
they should have gotten facelifts, they should have gotten plastic surgery, blah, 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 blah. Why is it that women have to age gracefully, but men don't? Men can have beer, beer guts and double chins and receding hairlines and look like shit, basically, as they get older. But women can't. Women can't get wrinkles. Women can't get double chins. Women can't be fat. Women can't do all this kind of stuff because, oh, they have to look perfect their entire fucking lives. There is a thing called aging gracefully, and I love it when certain celebrities, women especially, understand that. It's a privilege to grow old. Not everybody gets there. I mean, my aunt, my great aunt is 106. She's gotten there, all right? (laughs) My grandma was 99 when she passed. It's, It's a privilege to age and to be, I wanna say old, but it's a privilege. It's not a right. And we should be allowed to do it gracefully. You know, you know, I'm blessed that I don't look my age, I have to say, because everybody gets confused when I tell them my age. And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm in the category over 35. So, you know, when I tell people that, they're like, no. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, but you don't have any wrinkles. You don't have this. You don't look, you look the same in all your pictures. Yes, I do. And I'm blessed that way. But at the same time, At the same time, I mean, it's a privilege to look as young as I look. It really is. And I take care of myself. Always have and always will. But you'll never, ever, ever see me ever get plastic surgery. Or you will, and you will never, ever, ever see me give in to social media trolls (laughs) about anything. You know, when that day comes, fine. You know, if I start getting wrinkles, but it's not going to come for a while because I'm, you know, it's not. I trust me, it's not. Um, a lot of my relatives don't look their age. You know, it's also the Italian DNA. So if you're Italian, you you know what I'm talking about. Um, but I have no I have no qualms about aging gracefully. Um, a lot of women my age, like, tend to, like, use the um, excuse, oh, I just want to feel good about myself. And then they go out and get a nose job. They go out and get, like, you know, face, their faces done. Or, yes, permanent eyebrows, which I think look ridiculous. Um, permanent makeup and all this kind of shit. Why? Who are you pleasing? Don't tell me you're pleasing yourselves because you're not. You're trying to please other people. Because you don't want to be made fun of, and you don't want people to judge you, and you don't want people to say things about you. That's why you're doing it. Come on, be real. No one ever, I don't want to ever hear people go under the knife. Oh, I'm trying to make myself feel better. By going under the knife and spending thousands of dollars? If that's how you feel, go get a face cream. <laughs> Put a face cream on. <laughs> spend, spend $50 on a face cream. Take care of yourself, eat right, exercise, and you'll feel good about yourself. I I just laugh at those women. 
And you know the thing I notice about women, the difference between men and women, one, one thing too, women always have to support other women. Do you ever hear men supporting other men because they're men? Like, why do I have to support other women who have businesses? Because I'm a woman. Isn't that like a sexist idea? Some women are my competitors, but I have to support them? Hell no, honey, I ain't supporting my competitor. I don't care who the hell you are, man, woman, I don't care what you are. Like, I just, the whole thing with women having to support other women is a very sexist idea because men are competitors of, of other men and you don't hear men going, oh, we need to support each other. Hell no, they don't support each other. Now, football players support other football players, yes. Other hockey players support other hockey players, like that type of thing, sure. As a whole, sure. But when they're on the ice or on the field, they're competitors. That's how life is. You compete. The top competitor wins. It's just, it's just stupid in my opinion. But a lot of things are stupid. So um, to end the show, I'm just going to tell you how you can help those in Kentucky who need help. Um, I did save it here. I have to look at it. Hold on, let me, okay, here we are. There are a couple, um, yes, there's a Midwest and Southern Tornado Outbreak Relief Fund organized by GoFundMe, so you can look that up there. Mayfield Graves County Tornado Relief organized by Laura Clifford. And then the um, Where Relevant Church Center has also a way to donate too. So there are, there are three different or four different ways that you can help and donate. And let's see what the guest said. Oh, mm -hmm. oh yeah, no, that's a different thing. Um, yeah, because I live in New York, so. But I live in Rockland County where um, our county executive is not supporting the mask mandate. He's not taking, he's not um, making the health department become the mask police, which is, which is good. Anyhow, anywho. So I will see you Friday on the Sassy Show, three o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Friday. Um, and to those who are my paid subscribers for Sassy Nation, you're going to get a special treat on Friday. But you have to be a paid subscriber in order to get that treat. Um, and it's because it's also Freebie Friday. But only paid subscribers get treats from me. Anyhow, that's my scoop. And I'm sticking with it. See you all Friday.